So this morning, you know, every time I, I get up to preach, your, your passion is that you want to say something that will help people change. I don't want to give just knowledge. Because there's a whole lot of knowledge out there. And I'm not particularly, to teach, teaching's probably not really my, my gifting. It's not the thing that I want to do. Uh, well, not the thing that I'm, I'm good at. But I do want people to change. The reason I get up week by week is I go, I want people's lives to change. I want God to move in people's lives. I want you to hear something that, that causes you to catalyst to change your direction. You know, like this week, I, I really wanted to do part three of the church, cruise ship or, or rescue boat. And so, you know, look, for me, when, I'm, when I've got something to preach, I, I, I just spend a whole lot of time thinking on that thing. And, and, and then also, I just, uh, I actually, a, a lot of times wondering, what's the Holy Spirit talking to me about? What am I wrestling with in my own mind and my own thinking? And, and I, I end up in all sorts of things. And so during the week, I probably go through, I'm a little bit schizophrenic, I go through about four things thinking, oh, should I talk about that? Oh, oh no, should I talk about this? And so today you're going to get my schizophrenic sided, okay? It's a little bit all over the show because I just feel the Holy Spirit wants to work in people's lives. And it only works when we go, God, can you speak to me? I am, uh, I am adamant that most of us don't listen to God enough. We just get in our automatic life and we just go on our zone and we, we don't realize in a sense how much, we've, how much God wants to be involved in our lives. He wants to be involved in your life, in every part of your life. Now, our tendency is that we often have little compartments where we go, oh God, you can be in this part. I'll give you my Sunday mornings. They're a good one. You can have that one there. And I'll, and I'll do this. And we compartmentalize our Christian walk. And I don't think it's the way it's meant to be. Well, I know it's not the way it's meant to be. Our Christian walk should be something that we're interacting with God on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, that we're in communion with God. And a lot of us have accepted, and I hate to say it, a, a religious side where God just fits into a little box here in my life. And the rest of my life, I'll just get on and do what I want to do. So to start off with, I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit this morning. I can't make you, but I can help try and set a platform and take you on a journey that might help you and might catalyze you to, to hear the Spirit of God. So first of all, what I'd like you to do is just again, close your eyes. Closing your eyes is, for me is one of the best ways to get rid of distraction. We get distracted easy. Now, I know some of you already in your minds, you've got distracted. So just keep, keep here. This is what I just want you to say this. Holy Spirit, come on me. Ready? Holy Spirit, come on me. And now I want you to ask him, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. And then listen. Now, if the Holy Spirit's spoken to you about something, I want you to write it down. I don't know. So get out your phone if that's the way. I want you to write it down. Just write down, what did God just say to me? If, God, if you feel God didn't speak to you, what happens is that in our minds there's a lot of confusion. One of the things I felt to talk about this morning was confusion. 
The enemy wants us to be confused. I mean, look, the enemy is confusing our world. We have so much confusion about lots of things. Confusion about, look, there's a whole lot of confusion about COVID. There's a whole lot of uh, identity confusion. Uh, The enemy wants you to be confused. There's a whole lot of biblical confusion. There's a whole lot of confusion. And unless you get to be able to know, I can listen to God and you hear God, you're going to be confused too. And so when the confusion comes, often I have to just take a bit more time and wade through my thoughts. So close your eyes again. And maybe you've got to say to God, God, can you get rid of the confusion? God, can you speak to me about one thing? One thing. One thing. If you get something, write it down. Honestly, I feel people need to write this down. Because what's going to happen this week is that as you go through life, that thought that you've said is going to come back. It may even come back through someone. Someone might say something to you and you go, oh my goodness, that's what I wrote down on Sunday. That's God confirming to you that you're hearing from him. That he's speaking to you. In 1 Corinthians 14.33, it says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. If there's one thing I'm conscious of is that people need peace more than anything. And part of the reason people don't have peace is because they're confused. We're, We're confused about our identities. We're confused about... Uh, we're confused about morals. We're confused about everything. We live in a world where people are confused about morality. The lines between right and wrong have become very blurred. And people are quick to justify their actions by their own personal standards. <clears throat> but God has given us a moral compass through his word. The Bible tells us what is right and what is wrong, and it's our duty to live according to that. Uh, a few years back, probably it's probably a good 10, 15 years ago, um, I, uh, I felt I was going really well in, in my Christian world. I was leading the church, and I can remember uh, somebody, and, and it, was, it was through sort of Bible college sort of theologian stuff, started questioning something that in my life was a foundation belief. And they started sort of just little by little, just sort of saying to me, oh, I don't think this is right, and this is actually more the version of it. And, and, and I can remember suddenly feeling very unstable. It was like one pillar in my life being moved actually made every other pillar feel, feel shaky. And I remember going, man, what is happening here? And, and, and suddenly I'm going, well, what do I believe? Where am I at? This was something I've believed, you know, since I was young. This is something that I felt was a biblical truth. And now I'm going, oh, I'm not sure about that. And I remember just really feeling, I just felt unstable. And, and it made me shrink back. It made me a little less sure of myself. And I remember going, God, what, what are you doing here? And, and it wasn't until I just went, okay, let's cut out all the voices because there's lots of voices in the world. And I'm going to go on my own journey to, to go, what do I believe on this? What do I think on this? 
And so I started looking up all the scriptures on it and, and just, and, and the funny thing was, is as I went on that road, I came back to the same conclusion I had before. But it, it actually surprised me and probably even shocked me that I could be sent unstable so quickly just by something that maybe I wasn't sure about. And, you know, the enemy wants you to be unstable in your Christian walk. He wants you to be unsure of what you believe. We're in a world that's got just a whole lot of relatively, you believe what you want. Your truth is your truth. And, and, and it's just, it's just, it just un, makes you unstable. You've got to come back to what does God say and what do I believe? If you want to deal with confusion in your life, you've got to go after God. You've got to seek God. God's the first step where you've got to go, God, I want you to help me on this journey. You've got to trust God. You know, uh, as much as I would love to be able to show you all the facts about everything, when it comes to the spiritual realm, when it comes to God, when it comes to the way things are, there is this gap that will never, ever logically be completely uh, annihilated. It will always be there. And that's the gap of faith. Because the little finite mind, which you and I have, cannot, cannot comprehend the infinite. We can't comprehend God. And in fact, the more we sometimes try, the less, com the less we seem to know about it. There comes an element where you've just got to say, I live by faith. I trust God. I live by faith. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all your ways, and He'll direct your path. It's, it's, a, it's a firm foundation. It's a strength that you and I have to come back to and go, God, I trust you. Lord, help me to understand. The third thing I say you need to do is you need to talk to someone. Why do I think connect groups are great? Because you end up having conversations. And unfortunately, you know, with all the information you can read, you, you can end up not actually having a conversation that helps you to develop your thinking. And if you've got something in your life that you're struggling with or you're confused about, find people that you can go and have a conversation with. I remember years ago thinking, you know, there was a whole lot of things. I think it was uh, a lot of things around the emerging church and stuff like that. And, and I, I regret that I didn't have a lot more conversations with people on it. And, and you know, sometimes you, you just need to have a good conversation. You've got to find the right people to have that conversation with. But go have a conversation with someone. It, you will be blown away by how a spiritual conversation will help you make sense of it. You know, look, I, I mean, I love business. I, I love, there's something about business that I get excited about. And one of the things that I ended up doing when I was an accountant was I spent a lot of time just, I would, I would say, being a business pastor. So what would I do is I'd just sit down with the person of the business and I'd just ask them questions. And, and, and I would watch them, from me not saying any advice, I just, I just asked them questions. I would watch as they talked, suddenly they became to get their own answers, or suddenly their thoughts came into an alignment, or suddenly they just started to see something that they hadn't seen before. And, and it was just that they'd conversed. Now, it did tend to be more the males than the females. The females tended to be able to do a lot more talking. So probably they sort out a lot more things because they have those conversations. But a lot of guys just sit in their own head. 
Yeah, I'll just go around in my own head. And you can bounce around for ages in your own head. You need to sit down and talk to someone. Hey, what do you think of this? Now, we've got a, society, we've got a, a world now that's trying to stop people having conversations around things. You know, you know how if you, there's certain conversations a whole lot of you wouldn't even have. You'd be too scared to have them because you'd be too scared there would be a reaction from someone. What you believe or what you think, some things you go, man, I don't want to have a conversation about that. That person will, will get all upset about it. You know what I mean, eh? You know the conversations that you probably wouldn't want to have because you're, you're scared someone's going to shut down. But what that's doing, though, is it stops us actually rethinking what we believe. You've got to have the conversations. Find good people. And I, I just wrote down here, uh, you need to have some conversations with key people in your life. And I put three people, three people. If you feel that you've got some confusion going on in something, find three people that you can have a conversation with. You might have it all together with them. That could be interesting. You might have it one-on-one -on -one with them. And look for different people. When I say different people, don't just go to, if you're a male, just don't go and have those conversations with all males. You'll get a slightly slanted view of it. Vice versa, if you're a female, don't have all those conversations. Now, you've got to be careful how you do those conversations. And, you know, if you're married, do them conversations in a group of two or three people. But go have those conversations because I think you'll find, look, the way that the, the early church worked was they did a lot of discussion. It wasn't this so much. Like if you went to a, 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 a Jewish temple, what would happen is some person would get up and say someone and then sit down. And then someone else would jump up and say something. I'm not sure whether today they'd let the women get up and stand. I don't know that. I know in the past it was very unlikely. That was a cultural thing. But people would get up and talk. And out of that talking, people would, and every person would be going, look, I don't know if I've got it right here, but this is what I think. And they would actually debate and talk it. And a lot of them would say that they didn't, they were sort of 90% unsure of what they said and 10% they know that what it was. Like it's 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 no one had all the answers. No one in this room has all the answers. But as we talk about them and as we work them through in godly conversation, it's gonna help you to get some answers in your life. And then pray. The other thing that I put on here that I, I thought was something to talk about, because I wrote down all these things, oh, God, which ones do you want me to talk about? Habits. I am, I am convinced that your habits, good or bad, are affecting your life. Do you agree with that? So they're daily habits, weekly habits, monthly habits, annual habits. Those habits are affecting your life either good or bad. But I also have a belief, if you could just change one thing in your daily routine and your daily habits, it would change your life. If you just did one thing differently, it would have an effect of changing. Look, if you're in a rut, you know, going along in a rut, the longer you carry on in the rut, the deeper the rut gets. Is that right? You drive along in the same place all the time, the rut gets deeper. But you only have to get out of that place in one, and now you can choose wherever you go. It just changes. But while ever you are stuck in the rut, 
you carry on doing the same thing. You carry on on the same path. In your life, where you are today is, is the result of your habits and your thinking. It's a result of, of your, of, yes, there are some things that, that have happened to you, but even there, those things that have happened to you, it's your result of how you think about those things that have ended up where you are. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I'm convinced that if you could change one thing in your life, it would have a huge effect. So I did this um, thing where I started going in my mind, what are the habits that Jesus had? Now, you just start thinking for yourself, what were Jesus' habits that you can definitely go, I'm convinced that was a habit in his life from reading the Bible? The number one on one I came to was, oh, he prayed daily. Like, I, I went through all the others, and all the others I'm going, I'm not sure about this, but the one I do know that he did was he prayed daily. Now, if you want to be like Jesus, then you need to do the things that Jesus did. Yes, Helen, I want to be like Jesus. Okay, so do you pray daily? I know that's basic level, but I'd be... I'd love to do, you know, I like statistics too. I'd love to do a survey. How many people pray daily? And, and I'd love to go, okay, put your hands up if you don't pray daily. But I'm, I'm not going to do that because that's quite, quite scary, isn't it? In church. And we don't lie in church, so, you know. Oh. But, but if you were to just change something in your life, and maybe prayer is it, maybe it isn't, I believe that would change your life. Now, I go... I'm into linking habits. What do I mean by that? If you go, man, I have a trouble praying, then I go, well, do you need to exercise? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, you do. You need to, daily exercise. Okay, let's just, how many people think daily exercise is an important part of life now? Okay, how many people would say that daily exercise doesn't really matter? Okay, a couple of people. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that, but anyhow. <laughs> couple of people. Most of us think daily exercise is something important. And we all do know that if we stop using something, we lose it. And the older you get, the more that, that goes. You know, if I don't, I can't do a backflip anymore. Well, I could try and do a backflip anymore, but I think it would be quite nasty. What, 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 what is that? Well, I stopped doing them. But there's people my age that can do backflips. It's not that it's impossible. It's just that I've stopped Stop doing it. But if I want to do it, I probably could try, and maybe that's what I should do. But if I did it daily, I would get to it. Look, I, what I'm trying to say is, come on, some of you need to just go, I'm going to pray daily. I am going to pray daily. Some of you are going to just change what time you go to bed. For some people, that would change your life. If you just went to bed half an hour earlier, it would have an effect on your whole life. I mean, you'd probably get up half an hour earlier. Um, musicians can come. If you just change one thing in your life, maybe, maybe you can link it. Maybe you go, I'm going to make sure that every day I exercise, and the minimum I'm going to do is go for a walk. And when you go for a walk, you pray. i got little habits. When I get in the car and there's nobody else in the car, I start speaking in tongues. And I know it does something for me. I had a weekly habit as I go to church. 
Do you know that sometimes, well, sometimes I haven't wanted to go to church. Sometimes I'm thinking, oh my goodness, do I have to go again? I went last week. But I'm convinced that that habit had saved my life and kept me on track. And I know I've talked to other people who have said, you know, there was times when I didn't feel like going to church, but I knew for the sake of my kids I should just be there all the time. And they overcome their feelings and thinking, why? Because it's a habit. It's a habit that actually begins to put a fence around you and keep you. What's a habit that you need to develop? Why don't you close your eyes? Ask God. We're into asking God. Holy Spirit, right now, I pray to you to speak to each person about something, one thing they could change in their daily routine that would have an effect on their lives. What is it? just been confused about something and feel that that's what's been in your life. There's been some confusion around something. It may even be that you made a decision to do something and felt it was the right thing and now you're just unsure and confused because everything's gone pear-shaped that maybe was I right or am I wrong. If you've just had some thoughts that you feel a confusion, why don't you just stand up? I just really feel to pray for people that feel there's been some confusion around their lives. I'm praying, I I just sense someone, you felt that God said that something would happen and it didn't happen. And you feel, God, I'm confused. Why didn't that happen? Lord, right now, Father, I just pray for each person standing. Lord, I pray that they would have insight, that you would give them wisdom, But number one, even if they don't understand it, you would give your peace. Lord, even when we can't work it out, we give it to you. And Lord, I just come against that spirit of confusion. For those that are standing, whenever you get feel like, man, this is confusing, I I believe you need to just say that. I just come against any spirit of confusion. God, You've not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. You've given me a good mind, good thinking. I come against confusion. Lord, I pray peace would reign. Peace would reign. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I didn't get to talk about it, but I felt there was people that um, <clears throat> you're, you're just not sure of your purpose. 
you're just not sure of what your purpose is. And, and you know you're a Christian, but you just, you just feel you need more clarity on what your purpose is. If that's you, why don't you just stand? I'm not going to say anything more about it. I just feel just to pray. Okay. Cool. Let's just close our eyes. Let's all just pray. If you need to stand, just, just stand there. Father, right now, I pray for a revelation of purpose. Lord, not of their own purpose, but the purpose that you have for them, Father. Lord, I pray you'd give them peace. And Lord, I pray for some, you'd open some doors. And I don't know if this applies to everyone that's standing, but for some of you, I, I feel you to go back to, the, to something you had as a desire when you were young. And at the same time, I just really feel to say that you um, don't, don't think that you've wasted things in your life. You look at some of the things in your life, you think, oh man, I should have done that and I shouldn't have done that and I should have gone here and I shouldn't have gone here. And man, if I hadn't done this, but God is going to use everything that has happened to you because God works all things together for good for those who love him and called according to his purpose. Father, I pray right now that there would be a sense of purpose. And Lord, I pray that you would show them which door? I feel for each of your doors are going to come. And you're going to have to go, God, which door? And God's going to guide you as you talk with two or three people. But as you just ask God, He's going to give you the guidance you need to walk through the right door. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. How about we all stand? I was saying to the youth leaders the other night, I think I even said it to the, to the church leaders. Do you know that if we all just listened to the Holy Spirit and followed what the Holy Spirit told us to do, we wouldn't need any church leadership or anything. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Oh, if, if you just followed, if I just followed what the Holy Spirit prompted me to do, we'd change the world just in this room. And so my challenge to you and you can just put this in your little daily challenge box, is that every day you can try and do one thing that's just Holy Spirit-led. So what does that mean? It might be that you just go, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do today? Or Holy Spirit, can you use me today? Or just speak to me about something. Do you know if you just every day did something, and maybe it was that you sent a text to somebody, that was what you did. One of those every day. Did you know that you would do 365 in a year? 365 of something would, would have an effect, wouldn't it? If you and I just every day went, Holy Spirit, speak to me. And exercise that and took that step of faith and went, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just give this a whirl. If we followed that prompt when the Holy Spirit says, hey, maybe you need to pray. I, I, I feel we need to pray in groups more than we do. I mean, every time you have a conversation, can I pray with you? Can I pray? I think we'd see a change happen in, in our worlds. But what's the Holy Spirit prompting you to do? So close your eyes. This is for today. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do today? What, what is it today? The one thing, the one thing you'd like me to do. Right now, for some of you, you see a person, there's a person you've been concerned about or a person that you've been thinking about, uh, that, 
that's that's the, the Holy Spirit's thinking to you. He thinks into our thoughts. He just drops things in. You might think, God, what do I do with that? What do I do with that? And it, Father, I pray that you'd help each one of us to live according to your purpose, to do what you want us to do. Father, I pray for each person here that they would hear your Holy Spirit and that they would live a life, an exciting life of just following your promptings. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.